For six generations, the Jones family has been providing high-quality meats. And now, we're providing treats for the best member of your family, man's best friend, aka the goodest boys and girls. Jones Natural Shoes makes bones and treats that are sure to be savored by your dog and are made from the best natural ingredients available. Our flavorful chews are made from natural animal parts and will have your puppy drooling with happiness. From treats like sticks and chews to savory bones and patties, we've got you covered for finding the perfect reward for that special pup in your life. Jones Natural Chews come in all sizes, so make sure to choose the right treat for your pup. And remember, it's important to be supervising your pup when they're enjoying their treats to keep your puppy safe. Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. Or visit jonesnaturalchews.com to get started with our store locator tool. That's Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. Hello, hello, and welcome to Of a Certain Age, Living Out Loud. I am your host, Cody Maurice Doggett, alongside my partner in podcasting, Steve V. Rodriguez. Hello, and hello. Hey, boo. Hi. T- today, we're talking all about travel. We're Ugh. talking about our favorite destinations and our dream destinations. Steve, what are some of your favorite places that you've been on vacation and the places that you like to go to travel? Well, as many people know, if you listen to our other show, Tags Podcast, Puerto Vallarta seems to always come up all the time. <laughs> it's just a place where you can be free. There, It's safe. It's LGBTQ plus yeah. friendly. They've got gay pride there. LGBTQ plus pride there, I should say. And there's so many things to do. I also have benefited from the fact that my sister bought a condo there. And with that is in a neighborhood called the Versailles. And I've gotten to know, it's actually turned into something that was a travel destination Mm -hmm. into somewhat of a second home. And in the area, Versailles, it's the food gastronomica area of Puerto Vallarta. And you can find restaurant after restaurant from bars to cafes to boutiques and... Even you can get some Botox done there if you wanted to. There's all kinds of things. Yes, all kinds (laughs) of things you can do in that neighborhood. And so when you're talking about destinations maybe that come to mind, favorite ones, Africa will always be top of the list. Uh I mean, I've been to Europe so many times and I continuously want and I crave Europe. I crave sitting in a little bistro in Paris. I crave having pizza in the squares in Rome. I crave the wine in parts of Spain and other parts. I just crave so much about Europe. However, when the trip that has had the most impact on me in a beautiful way was Mm -hmm. Africa. And it was just 
learning, you know, going to the apartheid museum in Johannesburg to going on safari. I think I just learned so much about the animal kingdom. And I didn't even think I wanted to learn about all this. It was Mm -hmm. something that I was able to do at the time invited to go to and it was spiritual it connected me to the mother earth it connected me to africa and i think about it all the time fortunately i have some pictures up around my place that remind me all the time but yeah i dream about africa a lot and wanting to go back but how about you what are some destinations that really resonate with you that you think about and yeah yeah, I've been to your I used to work for an airline. So mm. I have been so many places thanks to those travel benefits that they give you and it was amazing because you just get to go anywhere you wanted to go uh, as long as you had the time off and the money. It was fantastic. So I have How about been, those buddy passes. The but I mean, they I wish pretty- you still worked for <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> me, me too sometimes, but not re- I wish I didn't work for them. I wish I still had the buddy passes. How okay. <laughs> no, yeah, it was amazing. And I been to Europe, Greece, and like you said, Paris and London. And I have enjoyed myself in all of those places. And I find myself thinking about them constantly. And I think London is such a great, great, great city to visit and to just experience the wealth of culture there. So I think that that has resonated with me. Oh, and Madrid. Madrid is so beautiful. It is such a gorgeous city, like the architecture and sitting in the squares, drinking, uh, sipping champagne and things of that nature. It's just opulence at its best. So I find that those places really resonate with me, but also my trips back to Puerto Rico have been some of my favorite trips that I've ever taken. Going and being with my family that I have there and uh, really spending time with them and getting to know where that side of my family actually came from and the life that they lived. So it's fulfilling to me. It makes me feel connected to something bigger than myself. So I feel like my trips there to Puerto Rico have been some of my favorites. And travel for me has changed over the years. I mean, you just mentioned Puerto Rico. And I just heard a story on the news earlier today that said many Puerto Ricans are coming over to the mainland, if you will, right? Okay. Trying to rent cars and they're actually being turned away because many of the people that work in these car rental places didn't ever get the memo that Puerto Rico is part of the United States. And so (laughs) we live in such a divided (laughs) time right now. I know it's such ignorance on so many levels. And so they're thinking of actually putting on the Puerto Rican identification an American ID on there mm-hmm. that says they are actually U.S. citizens. And they can rent a car. And they can <laughs> rent a car. And everything will be okay. But I also say that, too, because I feel I haven't gone overseas so much other than Mexico in the last several years. Okay, the pandemic. But yeah. many trips, I think a lot has occurred in the world 
post-pandemic. We've seen such a divide. And I know this show isn't a total political show at all, but we're talking about changes. And one of the things I think we've all had to consider, and I know we're going to talk about it with Ivan Quintanilla, our guest, in a little bit, about safety. It's something that I know has always been a factor to, to... factor in when you take a trip. But now more than ever, I feel like you kind of have to do your research. We talk a lot on our other show about Tag's podcast about being your own health advocate. Now I feel like we also have to be our own advocate for our LGBTQ plus safety status. I could not agree more. It's something that is always in the back of my mind when I go anywhere, really. But especially when I've visit a destination that is not that is foreign to me basically i think that the more that you take into account what that culture is that because it's completely different than your own then you have to recognize the dangers that could be potentially be there and what that could mean for you as far as your lgbtq plus identity or even if that's something that you want to a situation that you want to put yourself in because again it could be something where you don't even want to give that place your your business or your money because at the end of the day money is is cash is king basically so you have to make those decisions for yourself and say is this culture worth me putting myself in a possibly precarious situation and do I really want to support that type of bigotry. So yeah, that's something we just have to think about nowadays. People of color as well. I think we really have to keep that in mind. I remember you and I had drinks with a friend recently and that friend and I had gone to Argentina, Buenos Aires several years ago, several years ago. And we actually had a great trip so much so that we want to go back. We've just decided that we want to take revisit our Buenos Aires, Argentina excursion all over again. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) But one of the things that we talked about at that time, even with my friend, he is black, that he had a run in at a club at the time that we thought was pretty motivated by the fact that he was black and it didn't go very well in this particular club. Now, you know, times have changed and he still wants to go, thank God. But, you know, it's something as people of color, we all kind of have to factor in and sort of think about. My African-American friends also tell stories of going to Africa too. And oh, really? the difference between the Afrikaners and they have five different types of identities over in Africa. And you and I would be considered colored over there, actually, which is really interesting. And so there's, I just think it's one more thing to layer in when you're considering travel. Just now we have to really do our research, at least the current state that we are in right now. Exactly. And I think that the more that you keep all of those things in mind, because we, at the end of the day, we do have to be respectful of other people's cultures, then the better off we'll be, right? Absolutely. Now would be a great time to bring in our special guest, travel writer, Ivan Quintanilla.
Well, Cody and I could not be more happy to welcome our guest. You've been a guest on Tag's podcast. I'm talking about Ivan Quintanilla um, of the Traveling IQ. It's your podcast. I mean, it's not podcast. It's your blog, yes? It's my blog. It's uh, Traveling IQ on social media. And yeah, so I write for that and I write about travel for a variety of different publications as well. And I'm so happy to be here. Well, well Con- welcome. Congratulations on this new podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're really excited about yes. it. Well, let's just kind of jump in. Um, you know, travel seems to be back this year in particular in full force. Um, everyone this past summer seems to be, have gone to Europe. Are people just spending money again that you're noticing or do you think there's like deals out there that you've seen from the beginning of the year till now? I think people are definitely spending money. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, unfortunately, I think travel right now tends to be a little bit expensive. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Air travel is is specifically expensive right now compared to definitely a year ago and what it's been. Um, I just think a lot of people who who have the means and are able to, you know, we're cooped up for a really long time. And so it's still kind of people coming out of the pandemic mm-hmm. and, you know, having the the desire to get out in the world and feeling like they were cooped up for too long. And I think a lot of the trips that are happening now were kind of fantasy trips that started forming in people's minds during the pandemic. So over the last two years, when people have been able to travel and, you know, it's we forget like the whole COVID shutdown wasn't that long ago. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, how many trips did we all probably cancel that you thought you were going to go on and didn't end up going? Exactly. You know, and it took it was only a year and a half, two years ago, where everybody was starting to get vaccinated and Mm -hmm. countries were starting to open up. And, you know, it's just till recently, many countries in 2023 that have, uh, that have cut off the the mask mandates, for example. So, I mean, all that is still pretty new for a lot of places. And I think people are just like eager to get out there. Yeah. Wow. So what are, that is so interesting. So what are some of the hot spots that you see going on right now to travel to? What are the the most uh, the most beautiful and, and expensive and, and like the places that everybody wants to go to? Where are those destinations? Okay. Um, well, there's a lot. Okay. Uh, but I think, <laughs> I mean, I think there's like the, the perennial favorites that everyone loves, like Puerto Vallarta, right. you know, uh, Mexico City continues to be, re- you know, really popular for, for LGBTQ travel. But I was just in Thailand this year. Uh, and that uh, is kind of, oh. you know, op- has opened up this year. And uh, it's such uh, an LGBTQ friendly place. And I know a lot of people. I love Bangkok. Yeah. And, and they've started replanning uh, trips there and a lot of you know bangkok has bangkok specifically but thailand in general is really welcoming to lgbtq travelers year round and it has the kind of climate right now it's the rainy season so it's a little uh less desirable to go there right now but in general it's it's hot year round you can go during our winter and it's still really nice there mm-hmm. and but they've also have very specific events like i happen to be there in april and there was like a whole circuit party and it was their first year that they were able to do it after wow. after covid wow. so it was a really international crowd and thailand continues to be one of the most lgbtq friendly countries in europe so for many other people in other um 
LGBT friendly countries in Asia, excuse me. So for many people in other Asian countries, um, they really look to travel to Thailand to be able to, to party and do their thing. And so express themselves. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. There's a great water festival too in Bangkok that happens every year where people literally throw like water bottles, buckets of water on you. It can be really sexy. Oh no, they, I, my hair, honey. Well, <laughs> but think of all the wet t-shirts and the oh. clothes that come off. So that's when I was there. Oh it's in God. April. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought it was around that time. Yeah, it's yeah. called Songkran. And Songkran. it's yeah. their Thai New Year. And it's also a Buddhist water festival. That's how it started. And the, the city goes crazy. It's just like people are, are walking around with like water guns everywhere. <laughs> and I had wet feet for three days. I mean, that, <laughs> that part, they don't tell you that part. That part's not as enjoyable. Right. But, yeah. Wear like, your flip flops and yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Get a pair of Crocs and wear those around yes, town. Crocs. Well, we were, <laughs> I know, I love Crocs, right? <laughs> well, I mean, we have to talk about seasonal travel. And what does that really even mean these days when you think about global warming? I mean, you mentioned Puerto Vallarta, right. and it always seemed before anywhere from November to April was the season. But now I keep going back. My sister has a condo there and people are pushing it all the way into August. A friend of mine lives there and said, the gays, the boys are still coming in August. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, have you noticed a shift in what season is? I mean, there are places Mykonos will always be like a two month marker and that's right. all they got. But what are your thoughts on that? You know, I, I think as, as we've, kind of experience this summer where it's been exceptionally hot in a lot of places. Um, it's, it's happening, it, it's happening everywhere and it's happening in a, in a lot of, of cities. So I think for some people you think, I mean, I could be hot at home or I can be hot somewhere fabulous. <laughs> yeah. So I would rather be hot somewhere Good fabulous point. by a pool. I hear that. Yeah. So yeah. With that, a drink. Yeah. yeah. So in that sense, I don't really have a problem going to kind of off-season places that are too hot as yeah. long as it's kind of a beach and pool destination. Um, I wouldn't necessarily want to explore a city center where I'm walking around, you know, in Thailand, for example, yeah. where it can be really hot. Yeah. And you're going to these temples and for many of them, you have to wear, you can't wear tank tops and you can't wear Ooh. shorts because it's a Buddhist temple and you yes. have to be respectful. So you're wearing some version of long pants and some version of at least a t-shirt and it is so hot. Yeah. It is excruciating. Yeah. Oh. Athens too, if you've ever tried the Acropolis, can just be brutal in dead summer and there's no shade and you're just, yeah. yeah, so. That's insane, wow. Yeah. You gotta be mindful. Yeah, and also, I mean, you mentioned uh, finances and you know, yes. people are, are people getting deals. If you want deals, definitely that is one way to do it, is to travel to places when it's not the high season there, mm -hmm. or it's a little bit of the shoulder season, so it's not where everybody else is there, and you can definitely get better deals at that time. Oh, cool. See, I was going to ask you about deals and traveling on a budget, so I'm so glad that you brought it up. Do you mind expanding a little bit on that? What are your favorite destinations to get a, a good deal? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, definitely every place has gotten so expensive. Yeah. Um, and just like we've seen it here in definitely in New York, but in the U.S. with the prices going up, mm -hmm. the same has happened in Europe and in many other spots. Um, I mentioned Thailand. Thailand, it is expensive to get there for Americans because it's a long flight. Mm -hmm, but right. once you get there, you really can 
have a, a great level of luxury for not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You can also spend a lot of money if that's what well, you choose course. to do. Yeah. I mean, there, there are there are options, but I'll take it. She's right? got range, <laughs> yeah. um, but like food isn't crazy. Food and... is not crazy at all, and it's yeah. delicious. Right, um, oh, so good. Definitely, excuse me. Definitely, um, I would say Mexico and Central America continue to be a little more inexpensive. Okay, um, certain Caribbean islands, especially if you go slightly off season mm-hmm. and you go to more kind of local hangouts yeah. than the big touristy spots, can still be a little less expensive. Um, and just, I, I would say, just especially when you're traveling outside of the U.S., try to find where the locals go because yeah. that tends to be a little less expensive and oftentimes has more flavor. That's a good tip. I That's love that. That's a really good tip because even for our Tags podcast, we had somebody DM us the other day and saying, you know, aside from just looking on websites that can be outdated, how do you find out about nightlife? And I said, really, if you could talk to locals in general or find people, social media has always got the up-to-date on what's going on and you can usually find deals in in that regard. Yeah. I I always say I need, I don't need, but I like places to have at least one gay bar. If I can find one gay bar, go to your, go to your local gay bar the first night you're there and talk to the bartender and strike up a conversation and become friends with them. And you will get the lowdown of most anything you need. And from there you'll meet people who will hopefully uh, be kind and show you where to go. So I I still very much, you know, I I love a good gay bar and that's where I get a lot of my information. Safe space. That's right. Well, speaking of safety, we got to talk about that. I mean, this year alone, so many anti LGBTQ laws been enacted, not just here, but across the globe. What's some things and places that we could consider going to where we're going to feel safe? I mean, nothing's a hundred percent, but, and where should we avoid perhaps? So, uh, unfortunately, this year, the HRC issued a, um, a national state of emergency for LGBTQ people in America for the yeah. first time ever. So, we oftentimes think of where we're going to be welcomed in other places, but we're having some issues within our own country. Right. So, um, we just have to kind of raise the level of our awareness everywhere. And I think it doesn't mean you can't go to a place, but you just have to be aware of what the local laws are. And sometimes now in our country, that now changes from state to state. Mm -hmm. So the way things are being broken up. um, So HRC actually has a place on their website where they list each state's LGBTQ laws or anti-discriminatory laws. Okay. So that's a good resource within oh, cool. the U.S. Um, the, the State Department has an LGBTQ travel portal in their website where they talk about the laws of foreign countries. So when you're traveling abroad, that's a good place to go. Um, and otherwise, I would just definitely do a little bit of research. There's still 60, I think currently 64 countries okay. where being gay is, being homosexual is illegal. Right. And some of those are as close to like Jamaica. It's still, yeah. Yeah. It's still illegal to be homosexual in Jamaica. And that's a place there. that's so close to the U.S. that mm-hmm. we travel to so often. Um, and oftentimes as travelers, we're really privileged if we're staying in resorts, like they don't mess with us, but it's important to know what the laws are and also that we don't put local people at risk by kind of um, 
flaunting ourselves in ways that would probably be safe for us, but not for other people that we may be with. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. That is so wise. Thank you for that. So I, carrying on with safety, I, you, I, I've been traveling alone before and I loved it. It was such a transformative experience. And I want to know some safety tips for traveling alone. And also, if you're scared to travel alone, what, what would you suggest to to people if they're scared to travel alone? Well, I think traveling alone is fantastic and yeah. it's great to not have to, to kind of change your itinerary to match anyone else's wishes. Okay. Yes. So yeah. that's, that's lovely. That is a plus. Yes. <laughs> what I would say if you're concerned about traveling alone is just be really aware of where you're going um, and be aware of, like I said before, the laws and the rules of whatever specific place. Another great option for someone who may be traveling alone but is scared to travel alone or doesn't quite feel as comfortable is to join an LGBTQ travel group where mm -hmm. you can travel alone but still be within members oh. of our community. I like so that. Smart. Yeah. So when I went to Thailand, I went by myself. Okay. Uh, but I joined uh, a gay travel group from Out Adventures is the name of the company. Oh, yes. They do like 50 different tours a year to, you know, all over the world and they do several to Thailand. So I I didn't really want I I was going to go alone. I want a free plane ticket to Thailand, which was random. Hey, throw that I mean, away. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I was like I I got this free plane ticket and I was like now what? You yeah. know, it was just so far yeah. and I could I kept on trying to plan this trip on my own and it was freaking me out. So I found that that was a great compromise to travel alone within a group. Mm -hmm. um, and they also planned everything, and that was really lovely. Yeah. So I would say look into that, and especially if you are interested in traveling to places that may not be as LGBTQ friendly. Like if you want to go to Morocco or Egypt or places like that that have more questionable laws, right. it's really helpful to, to seek out the advice of someone who is an expert in that area. And there are many LGBTQ travel companies that do travel to these places and have a history and experience with them, and you could feel safe. Cool. I would also say retreats are popping up all over the place. There's a lot of LGBTQ retreats, yoga retreats, if you happen to like that. Yes. Okay. And they'll plan. Some are looser. We're going to have somebody on the show talking about retreats. Yeah. Some are very itinerary specific, and you're doing yoga all day long. And then others have built-in free time for you to do your own thing. But oh, you're at least you're meeting people and doing something that you love. And I'm sure there's all kinds of ones beyond yoga, but that you could look into. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And some of them that are maybe not even LGBTQ specific, right. yeah. but mm -hmm. you know, I, I think many people that would go to your yoga retreat yeah. are going to be relatively open-minded and progressive in their thinking. So you would feel really safe and you would feel comfortable meeting them. Cooking would be a good one too. I yes. saw there's a TV show that I was watching where they taught you, you're in the kitchen with these chefs and you're in this remote part of France and cooking like amazing French food and oh, staying. Yeah, amazing. I know. I was like, I want to do this. And so, I mean, but, but you're learning something, maybe not LGBT, but I'm sure cooks are not, you know, aspiring cooks are not going to be anti LGBT. So, or yeah. you could always inquire, I'm sure, too. Uh, absolutely. You know? And I think it's okay to ask. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. It's one of the reasons that I do recommend sometimes joining an LGBTQ travel group is because they've already asked these questions. Yeah, so yeah. you can feel safe and comfortable just showing up. Mm -hmm. But if you're more interested in doing your own research, like ask. Yeah. And 
most tourist uh, kind of centered places will be very welcoming because ultimately we're not the first gay people who have traveled there. That's right. (laughs) Well, we have to talk about something totally different, but everybody seems to be wanting a destination wedding, particularly in LGBTQ land. And I mean... I keep talking about Puerto Vallarta, but I know it's a great place, and near it, Nayarit has some great destinations. Yes. Um, I can always let people know that I just went to a great wedding on uh, this space. But where? How do you feel about destination weddings? Is it super expensive and crazy? To that's just a thought too, because what do you think if you're invited to a destination wedding? Mm-hmm. Question for both of you: Do you still owe them a gift? <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends. Um, <laughs> Isn't I, it enough that you're I don't think going out there? Absolutely, absolutely. I think so. They may not think so. Right. I yeah. am the gift darling. Yeah, it sh- it, I think it should be in Miss Manners, but yes. I don't know. Yeah, I've been I've been to some, and I love destination weddings when it gives you a good excuse to go somewhere with hopefully people that you already love. Yeah, right. Um, What I don't like about destination weddings is when there's an expectation that you have to go because not everybody has the finances to be able to go to these fabulous places all the time. At that particular moment in time. Exactly. So I think, you know, I, I've never had a destination wedding or a wedding for that matter, but <laughs> if I did, um, I would, I would I'm be, on the guest list. All right. You're on the guest <laughs> list. You're going to be the groom. Oh, oh hey. thank you. Nice. Oh, I need, I want four, six carrots, darling. All right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so I would just say like, great idea. Some places I just was, uh, in Los Cabos earlier this oh. year and Los Cabos is actually making quite a push for the LGBTQ travel market. And they are a really, they have a really thriving destination wedding um, circuit there, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a very beautiful place. And there's a, there's a company called gaycabo.com that oh. will help plan the weddings. And, you know, the resorts there have become really kind of savvy with uh, same-sex weddings. Oh. And always Mexico is a little bit more affordable, and who doesn't want to go to Mexico, right? So, I yeah. always love Mexico. Yeah. Puerto Vallarta is one of my favorite places. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, kind of piggybacking on that, what are some of the more romantic places that you would suggest for couples out there that want to have a romantic experience with their partner? Sure. Um, I would say Cape Town, oh, uh, South Africa, is an amazing place. Wow. And I was there a, about a, a little over a year ago, and it is such a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. It's by the it's water. The, it's, it's by the water. You know, there's Table Mountain. You could basically see from anywhere in the city. Mm-hmm. So it's got, it's got the mountains on one side. It's got the coast on the other side. Um, it's a, you know, it's very multicultural. Um, and I think South Africa, speaking of, of safety, South Africa within Africa is by far the most progressive and, yeah. and the safest country for LGBTQ travelers in Africa currently. Mm-hmm. They've actually, you know, apartheid just ended in 1994, yep. which is kind of crazy right. to think how recently that. that was. So what happened with that is they were then forced to recreate a new constitution, which was instituted in 1996. So in, in doing that, they built in these anti-discrimination policies 
into their constitution, and that included LGBTQ+. Yeah. So at the time, it was one of the first countries to ever kind of enshrine that into their constitution. So Cape Town is gorgeous. I would wow. definitely go there. And if you okay. could plan a safari on top of that, exactly. what, how more romantic could I'm that be? I'm ready. Oh, safari. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, if you're going to go that far, you, d- yeah, you can't right. go to Africa. South Africa or anywhere right. in Africa and not do a, a <laughs> safari. No. Right. Say. So that's definitely one. Um, I, I Canary Islands, I think, is also a really amazing oh, place. Yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't been, but I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah so th- there are these islands. They're off the coast of northern Africa, but they're part of Spain. Yes. So it's it, it, it's Spain, right. but it's, uh, it's off the coast of northern Africa. They're really like they're vol- every island is it's it's a whole series of islands and everyone is different but they're you know, kind of these volcanic islands mm. some are kind of desert like um, and they're they're very gay friendly especially okay. Gran Canaria and Tenerife are the two largest islands and they have thriving gay populations and, and cultures. So that's a kind of a unique place that I don't mm-hmm. think everybody thinks of. Yeah. That would be a really romantic place to go. Cool. Mm-hmm. And that's where I hear all the Europeans go to. So that's where all the European porn stars go oh, film. Hey. Go film that's their porn. how I know. Yes. <laughs> all the porn stars on Instagram, they're always in the Canary Islands. I am Islands. there. There it is. Yeah. Makes sense now. <laughs> This isn't really a travel question as much as a destination. And of a certain age is the name of the podcast. Uh Uh, I have a lot of friends that are talking about retirement and where they want to settle down and where they're going to get the most bang for their buck. Um, Can you just talk a little bit about destination? I mean, it always seemed like in California, Palm Springs was the spot, right? Right. Um, We keep talking about Puerto Vallarta. That's where I'd like mine as an expat (laughs) if I could do that someday. Um, But do you have any ideas on where people are considering in terms of retirement? Yeah, I mean, I think also there's a financial aspect of it too. As places become more popular, it becomes more expensive. Like Puerto Vallarta is so popular that for some people it's... Uh, it kind of defeats the purpose of having a, a cheaper place to retire to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Florida so has its own Florida issues. Florida has its own issues. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's But a that's whole where everybody podcast. used to want to go it, back. It was. It, not anymore. Mm, <laughs> I don't think so. And then weather, too. Of course. So I think when I was last here, we spoke about Merida oh, in yes. Mexico. Oh, and we still that haven't is, gone. <laughs> that is a spot that is, is popular enough. It's very safe and it has uh, a. LGBTQ nightlife and community, but is not as expensive as many other places. So right. that's a, a place that I would uh, look at. I have not been, but I've heard Panama Panama City, City yeah. is becoming really popular with expats, and you can you know your your money can really go very far there. You can you know buy a brand new condo mm. and some luxury Lush. building for nowhere near what that would cost you in the States. So those are just two options that pop into mind. I love it. I love it. Me too. So practice your Spanish, boys. (laughs) Yeah, I know, really. I am, I am, yes. (laughs) Kind of switching gears here a little bit. I was really curious about cruises because I've never been on a cruise before, and I really want to go on one. What are some of the benefits of going on a cruise and just having that experience? We'll talk about like built-in community and ease, especially if you go on an LGBTQ cruise. Mm -hmm. I mean, you basically, you show up, you unpack once, 
You don't go anywhere. The ship takes you from place to place. You can choose to get off the ship if you want, or you can just hang out. So I think there's a lot of options. There's a lot of ease to cruising. Okay. Um, that yes, I love. I heard that. Me too. And and I do think if you go like on a on a LGBTQ specific cruise, talking about traveling by yourself, like you have. 3,000 to 5,000 of your closest brand new friends nice. available to you for, for friendship and community and whatever else you might want. Hey. So I think it <laughs> Well, you and really I well. were on the Vakaya cruise line, yes. not once, but twice. Yes. We were talking offline before we started the show. Um, so much fun. That particular brand I love a lot, the Vakaya brand, because I really think it's really inclusive to so many age groups. Yes. And I just couldn't help but meet so many different people and friendly people from around the globe. And I just love that. The entertainment's great. Yeah. So can't say enough about Vakaya. Yeah, I love, love, love them. And I've had a chance to travel with them a few times. And I've written about my travel with them a few times. And most recently, I wrote about this Caribbean cruise that happened in February of 2023. And the thing that I, that I love most about them, there's many things, but is the friendliness quotient is so high. Yeah. The people are so lovely and it's so easy to meet people. And like you said, the ages are really varied. Right. So, you know, there are some youngins if that's what you like, but <laughs> it definitely really spans not only ages, but body types. Okay. Right. That's fantastic. So, which I think in and of itself just makes it more open and friendly to everyone. Right. Um, you know, there are some very traditionally chiseled people mm -hmm. and that's wonderful but there's also a lot of other kinds lesbians Ooh, as well yeah say. right it's a you know there's another brand out there too i don't see it as much on that one but on vakaya i can truly see the diversity and the different types of from lgbtq so that's really nice yeah and they've actually worked it into their programming which nice. you know there's a little bit of like if you build it, it they will come um, from the beginning, they really sought out to, to reach out to the entire LGBTQ spectrum and our allies. So they yeah. actually like reach out to, to straight allies to join their friends. And they have programming specifically for women and specifically for trans and non-binary members. Mm -hmm. And so people can feel like there are things specifically for them on this cruise. Cool. I got to do right. it. I can't wait. Well, this has been really good, Ivan Quintanilla. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Our pleasure. So people can go to travelingiq.com yes. for everything or just list all your ways so, to follow. Yeah, sure. So most of my articles that I write for other publications, I do uh, connect through travelingiq.com. So you can always go there and see the my travel articles that I've written for multiple publications. And follow me on Instagram at travelingiq. Definitely Love it. will. Thank you. Very Thank good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Wow, Cody. Does that conversation with Ivan make you want to get on a plane like tomorrow? Or today. It was fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait for my next destination trip. Absolutely. What about you? Me oh. too. Yeah. I'm talking with a friend of mine in LA and there's a company called Out Traveler and we may take this June river cruise that goes through Spain and Lisbon. So kind of excited about that and exploring Ooh. the wines of that region. Anything you're kind of looking forward to? Well, besides our trip to Mexico, which 
may have passed by the time this is out. But uh, other than that, the next destination that I know that I'm going to be taking is France for a really good friend of mine's 40th birthday. Lovely. I love France. Yes. Oh, my God. It's so good. Nice. Okay. Well, we want everyone. We are here every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And well, next week on Of a Certain Age, we are welcoming Bill Gross of Sage to the show. It's a really good conversation of our elder population who are still intimate. Really great conversation. Looking forward to that. If wherever you listen to us, we want you to rate and review us. Give us five stars. We're a new show and it will only help get the word out of of a certain age podcast that's right and don't forget to follow us on instagram at of a certain age pod what are we doing cody we're We're living living out out loud your life can be much better turn